since you said, since you pushed before, I started making it obvious that I knew that. Yes. Hi! Welcome to the Media Boat Podcast, the most professional podcast in the world. As you can tell by our shirts. We are so Although, professional. Although, if you're watching, if you're listening to us, as you can tell by our voices. You can't tell, but we probably sound pretty professional. This is the Media Boat Podcast. This is March the 14th. It is Pi Day, everyone. 2018. We're trying to get through this one pretty fast because we have some pie to eat. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Uh, your uh, the Media Boat Podcast is your source for the news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. As well as things we've been enjoying ourselves and our opinions about them. All sorts of things oh, we've got some opinions in to today's get. episode. We've got quite a few opinions to get through today. Oh, yes, Both in do. TV and uh, movies uh, and video games. And do we have music as well? I don't think so. Uh, but I didn't we'll, get a chance to listen to the thing on Radcliffe album. I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about some music anyways. Oh, yes. But yeah, um, uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. Yeah, I'm Mike, he's Matt, we're at Beatboat Podcast, this and we get started... did number 114. One, yes, if you missed the previous 113 episodes, that's okay, you don't need to catch up, but in case you do, they're all on our podbean. It's true. And we'll get to uh, where you can find us later, but right now, let's dive right into the news. So yeah, well actually, let's start where we always start, which is in movies, and first thing about movies is the box office numbers. So, we have had a new record! Uh, this week, uh, not necessarily number one record, but your number one movie is still Black Panther in its fourth week at number one, its fourth week out, and it has finally crossed the one billion dollar mark internationally. It is another billion. Well, yeah, it's gonna be movie. hard for anything to cross a billion domestically. Oh well, yeah, but I'm just I'm I, I'm saying I that is the record. Uh, so, uh, congratulations to Ryan Coogler and family uh, for that uh, uh, milestone. Yes. Congratulations to everyone who worked on the Black Panther yeah. uh, for that. Still kicking butt. Not quick kicking as much butt. Number two, debuting at number two this week is A Wrinkle in Time, debuting to $33 million, which sounds low, but when you consider how movies have been doing this year that aren't Black Panther, <laughs> it's actually a pretty good debut. Yeah, it's the third highest, I think, of the yeah. year so far. If it wasn't for Disney kind of, uh, you know, but uh, having their own movie kind of that, take up the spotlight. That being said, this is also a Disney film. That's what I'm saying. Yes. That's, that's literally what I meant by that sentence, is yes. that they're kind of cannibalizing their own box office here. Unfortunately, I don't know if they figured that Black Panther would have the legs to get to the fourth week. Well, like I said last week, I think they were kind of hoping on riding that Black Panther wave. Yeah. A little bit with the kids. I think for the most part, it looks like they are. Like I said, 33 is not a bad number at all. But the thing I didn't predict, and the potential of me being wrong here... Word of mouth has not been positive. No. Uh, people don't like this movie. Uh, I, so, I, have, I have some thoughts about yes, that. Yes, and you have some thoughts, but that'll well, be... We'll look at that into it in, a, in a quick minute, but let's finish up the... Yeah, we might office. as well finish up this uh, list here. Uh, number three is also debut. Uh, the Strangers Pray at Night debuts at number three with $10 million. Which I'm not really sure what that is. We didn't talk about this last week. Yeah, we did. That was the, the horror, uh, people in the cabin. Oh, right. In the woods. That and thing. Pe- yeah, right. you don't let the stranger in. Yeah, that shows how memorable that, that, that concept was, because I yeah. totally forgot about it. Number four, moving down a notch from last week, 
Red Sparrow with $8 million. Game Night rounds out your top five. Still hanging in there with $7 million more. So, next week, real quick. Your releases for this weekend are I Can Only Imagine... Which is oh, I thought you were that movie going. about the song the I guy can, who wrote "I Can Only Imagine" the this Christian is, Rock dude. Yes, this is your God's uh, your Christian movie, Rock Christian, movie. Yes, your God movie coming out two weeks before Easter. Also, it's a just a quick reminder: it will be St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yeah. So plan accordingly. Yeah. Uh, next up, Love Simon. Uh, uh, love, the, comma Simon. Yes, love Simon. Love, uh, which is Simon. your um, um, I, I'm gay, 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 I'm a gay high kid. school movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Right. I may like boys, but I don't know if I like boys, so I may not come out until I'm sure I want to come out. Yeah, uh, it's neat that they're they're making these. Uh, it's based off a book, I think. So I would yeah. assume. And then lastly, uh, Alicia Vikander in Tomb Raider. Yes, Sony's big video game. Yes. Adaptation that isn't Jumanji. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, that's probably your big one this week. I don't know uh, whether it can make enough to beat Black Panther for week five. Uh, let's see. So Black Panther takes another fifty percent at fifteen. Okay, maybe Alicia's got to hit twenty. All right, all right. So Tomb Raider, let's pick that. Tomb Raider has probably hit twenty. Your number one. If unless Tomb Raider something terrible doesn't happens. hit twenty, that is well, it Depressing. is. It is. Um, Leprechaun Day? <laughs> Leprechaun Day. Leprechaun Day. I don't think that prohibits anybody from seeing movies. Nor so, does it encourage them, so I don't know. Yeah. Par for the course, really. <sighs> Alright, uh, next up. Uh, you saw A Wrinkle in Time. Yes. Do you want to talk about what your, th- what your thoughts about A Wrinkle in Time? So I saw A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. And this movie is good. Because Andrew Vernon knows how to make a good movie. Okay. But. Uh-oh. It lacks because of the source material. What? That doesn't make any sense. People love that book. Do they? Yes. It's and a, a lot of people who really love that book. It's a children's book, so yeah. the movie is geared towards kids. Sure. Which makes sense, because I watched it, it's like, okay, I could like this if I was younger, but as an older moviegoer, it definitely falls into the kid trap of Love Conquers All, Defeat the Darkness type thing, which is what the book's about. And because that's what the book is, it's just, uh... <laughs> it's not as engaging for uh, most audiences. Huh, okay. Which I say, like, that's not anyone's fault. It's just the source material that they're working with. Because it is a very faithful and direct adaptation of the book. And everyone does a good job in it. You just don't think it translates into a movie. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard to adapt, is what you're saying. Right, which especially comes at the end where it just becomes a big uh, CGI fest. uh, Where it's just two characters in a CGI room talking to each other. And that's where, like, it really loses my interest because you want stuff to happen, but they're basically having therapy session at the end. (laughs) And yeah, it, you, it kind of ruins and distorts the entire build up huh, to okay. it. But that's nothing on like the way that it's created, and the way it was shot, and the movie itself. It's just like I said, the source material because it is a 1964 book. It doesn't really hold 
weight anymore in today's world, I feel. Hmm, okay. Seems like they're trying to make it as relevant as possible, but there's not really much they can do? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's definitely a good attempt at it, and it definitely, like, is faithful to the book. It's just that book is kind of, I feel kind of dated now. Fair enough. Uh, how's the acting? Because that's something that I've heard specifically uh, from people that was their reason for not really enjoying it. Uh, it was fine for me. Um, the, there's a little boy in there who kind of steals the show, but I've then heard. goes over the top at the that's end. That's also what I've heard. Because that, again, is what the source material is. Right, yeah. There's a certain level of expectation there, but... But, okay, well, if that didn't detract too much, then maybe that's not really as much of a problem as I've been told to believe. Well, that's what I say. Like, this is definitely a kid's movie geared towards kids. Yeah. Because kids will bypass it, they'll understand it more, or at least they'll be more engaged with it. Whereas, like, me and I went and saw it with my family, they, were, they tuned out as soon as, like, they jumped worlds. And I was like, uh, maybe no. Okay. Well, it sounds, it sounds. Were you like disappointed in it then? Like, I don't really know. I couldn't be disappointed because it was a direct adaptation. <laughs> so it did exactly what it was supposed to do. You're making this really difficult. I'm trying to find out if this is a good movie or not. It's <laughs> that enjoyable. <laughs> but it is what the uh, book is. Fine. Is what I'm trying to say. Fine. How about this? Patent and media boat scale. What do you put it? Uh, if you have kids, take them to it. Otherwise, stream it. Okay. All right. Like, it's not... Still doesn't really help. It's essentially not a bad movie. It's just the source material is bad. That's what I'm trying to say. You keep hearing that, but I will not accept that answer. Because people love that book. I'm not one of those people, though. All right. So, it's a personal thing. No, it's not even a personal thing. (laughs) How can it not be a personal thing? You don't like the book. It's the... It's the simple children's uh, cop-out of Love Conquers All. Anyways. Alright, you saw another movie. Oh. That was somehow worse. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't even on your uh, uh, box office this week. <laughs> That's how bad it was. You saw The Hurricane Heist. Oh my god. Now, who steals the hurricane and why? So, <laughs> this movie is a mess to begin with. Uh-huh. Uh, it starts off in a... 1992 flashback of a hurricane uh, with little kids and then it immediately jumps present day like 20 years in the future <laughs> and or 25 years in the future and then you immediately don't know who the kids who the kids grow up to be because they don't say uh-huh. until you realize it like like another 20 minutes into the movie <laughs> um, there's a big hurricane coming uh, to hit the shores of Alabama uh, Hurricane Alexander, which I don't believe her, like, because they list hurricanes off the floor, that the first hurricane would hit Alabama. It usually hits, like, in, like, Florida or, like, just stays off the coast. So, immediately there, I was suspicious. But then, secondly, the two boys that they, they grew up, like, eventually they grow up, aren't even a part of the heist. So, why start with them? <laughs> um, the whole heist is basically the same plot line of Den of Thieves, where the the guys are trying to get the money before it gets shredded. Mm. Except, Den of Thieves did this thing a whole lot better, because it actually followed the criminals, and yeah. followed what the heist was. You cared whereas, more about and it. And I cared more about it, whereas the Hurricane Heist um, was basically, this heist is going on, 
And also, these brothers are trying to rekindle their brotherhood, <laughs> but they get dragged into the heist because one of them is essential, like, one of them is, like, the maintenance guy to the facility, so they bring him in <laughs> to open up the vault door. Uh-huh. And so the other brother gets dragged into it to save his brother before the hurricane hits. And then they're driving, as they're driving, and then, like, and the whole heist thing happens, and then as they're driving away, they get, they're driving away while in the eye of a hurricane, so they're, like, trying to, uh, escape, or try to stay within the eye while the hurricane's going around, and then at the very end of the movie, like, they, they somehow outrun the hurricane, and yet it becomes clear skies, like, the hurricane just disappeared <laughs> while they were in the middle, and I was like, no. Like, they ran out of money or something. Oh, yeah. Couldn't animate that or Basically, anything. this entire film, I was going, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nah, nice try, nope. Not accepting any of this. Oh, I was, no. Whereas with Den of, Den of Thieves, at least could, like, have a special belief and, Den like, Den like care about what happened. Whereas this was just, just me sitting there going, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> It was just, it's a terrible movie. Like, it's not even like, like Sharknado, so bad it's good. It's just bad to a point where about five minutes into it, I was like, nah, I, I just, I just kind of want to leave now. Okay, can I change the channel here? This is, just, this is just a bad movie from the start. We do something else? Yeah. That's Which what I should have done. She just got something <laughs> saw something else. I mean, you're telling the people here. You're letting the people know that you do not need to spend money on the Hurricane Heist. You don't need to spend money. You don't need to stream this. Basically, this is going to be a gas station dollar find. <laughs> and you're like, what was this? Was this thing even released? It's that type of movie. I can't even tell you who was in it. It was that bad. I can't tell you who directed it. It was just just a terrible terrible waste of a film <laughs> i want my money back i kind of want to write to whoever created this thing that i want my money back that it's just that bad uh, which is funny because uh i spent it's like i use movie pass so technically it doesn't cost me anything but i feel like i want something back from the film <laughs> it's just that bad well too bad I know. First of all, uh, so I'm guessing on the media, the patented media boat scale, you're saying completely skip it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely don't even bother. Yes. All right. Uh, so well, well, this movie probably will come back around for worst movie of the year. I mean, <laughs> yes, but we'll get up there when we get there. Yes. All right. Uh, well, you also saw a movie. Did I? Yeah. You, you caught up on Creed. Too. Yeah, it's, it's old. Uh, we watched Creed. You had already seen it. Yeah. I I hadn't. Uh, that's a really good movie. Uh, but that's all I'll say because we really shouldn't dwell on it. Yeah. Um, old, old news. Yeah. Alright, let's move on. Uh, so, let's move into movie news. Our first story for the day has to do with something you might remember from the Academy Awards. When Frances McDormand won her Academy Award, she gave a speech, uh, hyping up the women in the audience. And specifically ended it with talking about... Two words. Inclusion writers. Now, yes. you are Mr. Movie Industry. Tell me uh, what your understanding of an inclusion writer is. Oh, I wrote that down, actually. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, okay, good. Yes, you did. Yes. Because, uh, well, I was hoping you'd just know. But, all right. Oh, yeah. I vaguely know, but I didn't want to get, like, yeah. the details wrong. So, a writer is something that a company or an right. actor that has already pre-planned... 
to where it's basically a list of demands in order to perform. So in this case, an inclusion writer is that fifty is basically the guarantee that fifty percent of the cast and crew have to be diverse, and by that they mean, of course, not white men. You have to include women, minorities, uh, LGBT people, etc. So. Uh, following the speech where Frances McDormand uh, shouted this out, uh, Pearl Street Films and Outlier Society Productions have both announced they will be ado- they will adopt the agreement in all their future production deals. So if you're wondering who are involved in these studios, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are the producing partners for Pearl Street Films. And our uh, very own uh, media boat favorite, Michael B. Jordan, is involved in Outlier Society Productions. That explains his, the picture. His company. Yes, that explains the picture I chose. Yes, so that's why Michael B. Jordan is looking at you yeah. right now. Um, anime lover extraordinaire, Michael yes. B. Jordan. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm glad uh, companies are getting in front of this. Uh, but, yeah, if you're a high-profile um, actor... Like, you can do this, too. Like, that's the cool thing about this, is that you can guarantee that everybody gets a chance in your movies, which is pretty cool. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next story. Uh, so. Uh, this is about a movie that's coming up. Let's talk about uh, uh, our, 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 another media book favorite, Elton John. We yeah. talked about Elton John a lot for some reason on this podcast. I'm not really sure why. He comes up a lot. He yeah, Yes, it's not necessarily a... About Elton John, it's just stuff that Elton John keeps doing. So yeah, Elton John, of course, one of his fav- one of his famous songs is Rocket Man. Not, not to, to be, be confused. confused with a couple <laughs> things. Not to be confused with our president's nickname for uh, Kim Jong-un. Which you will say to his face briefly. Also, uh, not to be confused with the Disney film Rocket Man, which is unrelated. Yeah. However, there is a new film involving the song and, uh, Rocket Man and Elton John. Starring none other than Taron Egerton, Mr. Kingsman himself. Yes. He'll be portraying the legendary singer in the next film, Rocket Man, which will follow Elton John's early rise to stardom through to his recovery from drug and alcohol addiction in the 1990s. Right. And so they've already started some pre-production on this, including recording some songs, to which Mr. Or sorry, not Mr. Sir Elton John has already heard. So yeah, according to the movie's producer Ann Elton's husband, David Furnish, says that Elton was blown away by Egerton's t- take when he heard three songs he heard uh, re- recorded recently at Abbey Road Studios. He told Egerton to not get into thinking they have to do an impersonation and not to perform e- or sing exactly like Elton did. Well, who can? <laughs> that's a goal. That's a good. That's a good point. Egerton had already covered his song "I'm Still Standing." For the animated film Sing. Yeah. He was the voice of the... Uh, the uh, gorilla. The gorilla. Yeah. The singing gorilla. Yeah, he so, did. Yeah, he's uh, already that, proved it. Yeah, he uh, did I'm Still Standing for the uh, clothing song uh, in the big competition. I think this is smart. Because uh, not only does he sound like him, but he also looks like him. Especially with yeah. those glasses. <laughs> Which is funny because uh, both of them actually appeared in Kingsman 2. Oh, really? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I, you told me about the... Elton John scene. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I think that's a good idea. I think that's great casting. So oh. uh, that'll be an interesting uh, movie to watch. Next up. Yeah, I, I, I like Joel uh, Edgerton as a yeah as an actor. He's a cool guy. He's cool. Yeah. Taron. 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 Joel Edgerton is a different Yes, Joel. Yes. 
He has Taron Egerton and Joel Edgerton. Yeah, I, they're Egerton two different people. Yes. <laughs> anyways, don't get those two. Yeah, right. anyways. Next up, I've got an HBO show coming back in the form of a movie prequel. Yes. Guess that HBO show. Well, I know the HBO show. Oh, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> no fun. It's the Sopranos. <laughs> yep, so New Line has purchased a screenplay called The Many Saints of Newark, which is the working title for a future prequel of The Sopranos that is set in the era of the Newark riots in the 1960s. Quite a bit of a step back. The script was written by series creator David Chase and features Tony Soprano's father, his wife Livia, and his uncle Junior. The Sopranos, of course, won uh, 21 primetime Emmys, five Golden Globes, and a Peabody for its two first seasons. Or first well, two the, seasons. the Peabody was for its first two seasons. Okay. Yes, now they didn't win all those awards for its <laughs> first two seasons. Because no. I'd be like sweeping oh, everything. Course, right. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, a prequel is an interesting uh, take on this because. Well, well yeah, um, the. the was it Chase? David Chase. David, David Chase uh, chose this specific era. Because it was a time when both the Italians and the African Americans right. and uh, the police were all at a very high tension between each other, so it makes for excellent drama. That and I feel like unfortunately a lot of that cast is dead. Uh, you're talking about James Gandolfini, yeah. Of Except this is that's why it's a prequel, not a sequel. Right. So that's, that's kind of my point. So James Gandolfini doesn't have to appear. Yeah. Just the kid form it's, of him at some point is probably kind of sad though when you think about it. It's like the dude. Yeah, the dude who made the star of that show yeah. can't be in this, but I'm sure it will be in memory of him. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. That's a neat idea. Uh. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah. I mean, the Sex and the City did well for. HBO. And they made two of them. Yeah. They made two of those. And then they also did the Entourage movie, too. Uh, yeah, let's forget about the Entourage movie. Moving on. <laughs> our last story in movies has to do with our favorite movie, Pass. Yes. And the thing I abuse on the regular basis. It's true. In a recent speech, Movie Pass CEO Mitch Lowe said that the app would be able to track people's habits before and after they check in as a way to market in the future. Well, people didn't like that idea too much. They were upset about the idea that an app would be monitoring them without necessarily opting in. He has since sent out an email to all their subscribers and did an interview to set the record straight that they only locate customers when they use the app and it doesn't run in the background. Also, they made a new update to the iOS app that gives users the ability to turn off the tracking ability at all. Uh, what Lowe meant is that in the future, they would be able to give customers recommendations of what to do before or after seeing a movie and receive special offers from nearby restaurants. Yeah, I can see where he was going with this uh, during his yeah. speech. I actually listened to his speech. Uh, and it definitely sounded like, you know, MoviePass will essentially become a night out app where you can see uh, get dinner and then at a discounted rate and then go to the movies or vice versa, go get ice cream afterwards. It basically, it's a, it... Because it uses a location-based service, that it, it'll locate you going to where you go from the movies before and after. But, you know, in this day and age where everything tracks everything, <laughs> people were kind of worried, like, well, I just want you to know when I see movies. Like, not necessarily, like, give me ads and, like, do all this extra marketing, which is, you know, kind of the purpose when uh, the Helios company 
helped that with all of that influx of money to make MoviePass so cheap because it is a data mining company. So it makes sense that they would track all of this. It's just, you know, he was overly excited that we're going to track you and do everything. We're going to make this very simple for you. And people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. One step at a time, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's less about him or the statement that he made and more about just the app culture right now. Yeah. Is that we're, we're terrified of, like, these things basically watching our every move. Well, because we already have Facebook, like, monitoring our web activity and then giving us ads to what we just went to. Yeah. It's it's not great already. Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't know another, another log on that fire. It didn't sound great. But I see what he's coming from, and yeah, you're right. I think a, kind of like a, a one-stop shop for a date night kind of thing would be a nice addition to it. Yeah, but plus it also gives MoviePass a chance to work outside of the movie industry in with restaurants, too. Yeah, that's true. And offer discounts or ad placements. Lucrative co-marketing deals. Yep. That's what it's all about. All right. Moving on. That does it for movies. Let's start with television. And first up, of course, is our sports corner. And the hot sports story right now is, of course, March Madness. Oh, I'm getting Are you mad? mad? How mad are you? Oh, actually, I'm happy because uh, Syracuse (laughs) just won, which is my bracket. (laughs) So, yeah, the brackets have been set. Yes. The tournament is underway. We have our first four happening right now? Uh, Yes, it's called the first four Mm -hmm. because of the first... Four teams played to determine right. the last two seeds. Okay. Um, so they played tonight. The tournament begins tomorrow, Thursday, uh, and going through this weekend for the first and second round. So tune into that if you have your brackets and you want to see how well you do. In the meantime, professional sports also have some free, some craziness going on, notably the NFL. Yes. Uh, so uh, I have uh, real quick, real quick. We have news from the front. Well, yes, but also uh, my team for March Madness winning is the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, they're <laughs> a third seed, but uh, they have impeccable defense and defense wins championships. So that's why I picked them. Also, that's a great name, the, the Tennessee Volunteers. They they volunteer. Oh yeah, they volunteer as tribute. Yes, they volunteer for madness. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, also uh, Doctor is saying that I don't. I feel like I don't even need to have to look us up anymore. Uh, for Facebook to know what I like. <laughs> they can read my mind. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Like, it's getting to the point where I'll look at something on, on my phone and forget it's attached to my Chrome, like Google account, yes. like where my Chrome is. So I'll come back home, I'll be on my laptop, and all of a sudden I'll get ads catered to what I was looking at on my phone earlier. I'm like, how does it know I was on data? And then I remember, <laughs> oh, right, Google. Yeah. It's remembering everything I yes. do. I bought a waffle iron recently, and then yeah. all of a sudden I got inundated with other... Waffle-related products. Waffle-related products. <laughs> it's like, I just wanted the one thing. Yeah. And then, like, when I went to the, uh, I looked up stuff on the NBA store, <laughs> they just started giving me a bunch of jersey options. Yeah, look at all these jerseys. You like jerseys, right? Yeah. All right, so, uh, uh, as I was saying, uh, professional sports are getting in on the madness, too. Notably, the NFL. It's free agent frenzy, I've written down here. Yes. Uh, a lot of, uh, as of... Today at noon, I want to say, uh, for, uh, if your contract expired with the your current team, then you were considered a free agent. And people got paid. Got paid? Yep. Uh, so, um, I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, just real briefly, Case Keenum okay. is now a Denver Bronco. Yes, I heard. 
But that's not the craziest mix-up. No. Uh, what what was the big one this week? Uh, Akeem Talib going to the Rams. That's not it. That's not it either. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, oh, Richard Sherman. Yes, that was it. That's what it was. That was the one people were talking about. Yes, leaving the leaving Seattle to stay within the yes. division to go to um, the 49ers. 49ers. Yep. So, yeah, moves are happening. Yeah, so uh, be sure to check your own, your favorite team's roster because they may have let some players go. <laughs> yep, double check before <laughs> you get uh, too excited for the new season. Yep, and all these moves are being made prior to the draft, which is at the end of April. So even though people are free agents now, they still could get picked up before the season starts depending on who people draft and you know, what positions they still need to fill. Well, cool. Uh, so look into that if you are into the footballs. Any other sports stories before we move out? Uh, and no. Uh, what else is going on in the world just sports? Hockey's being hockey, but basketball's being yep. basketball. Yep. Spring training's still going on. Yep. Um, when does the baseball season start and proper? Uh, April. April. April 10th. Like second week of April. Okay, so you got a, a little less than a month. Yeah, uh, which means that teams are should be coming back to their home state within the next couple weeks. I want to say. Cool. Uh, yeah, to to their home stadiums to continue training and then do a couple exhibitions before the basically just ending spring training. Right. Great. All right. Yeah. Let's move into television news. Yeah, now, our first story. It's not necessarily television news, but it's related to a star of television, one of our favorite shows, in fact. Mr. Terry Crews, uh, who is still on uh, one of the better comedies on uh, TV right now, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 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 So his story, however, is not as fun as that show. Uh, This is a follow-up story after we had reported that uh, Terry Crews had filed a sexual assault complaint uh, with the LAPD over uh, WME agent Adam Vennett. So, prosecutors have determined they will not file charges against Bennett. And there's actually a reason for it. Like, for, for people like get all up in arms about it, there's actually, like, a legit reason. To... And that reason is, uh, before you start defending the police, um, that reason is a dumb reason. Oh. We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> the city's, uh, so yes, uh, the, the case was referred to the DA's office, which was referred to the city's attorney's office for mis- misdemeanor filing consideration. The city's uh, attorney's office determined that the alleged incident exceeded the one-year statute of limitations, and the matter was declined since it happened in February 2016. Now let's real briefly talk about statute of limitations. Uh, it is different in every state. It's different in every state, and also, this is the thing that has plagued sexual assault cases for, well, ever. ever. It's always been a problem. They always have super arcane rules about when the statute of limitations is. Which makes it even harder for people to come out, especially if it's an event that happened a while ago. So this is just another example of that working against the the uh, the, the victim. And uh, right, but then you also ask, well, why didn't they come out sooner? And a lot of it it's is super em- hard. Yeah, That's it's why hard, it's embarrassing. It <laughs> becomes public news, and yeah. it's yeah. There's just a lot of factors that go to like the psyche of. First of all, even admitting that it happened. Yeah, it's 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 a terrifying thing to have to say to like dredge up 
so yeah, I'm not on board with this. Uh, unfortunately, Terry Crews doesn't have too many more options beyond what he tried, and so it's uh, it's just a bad situation all over. Uh, but I guess my message is for all you local politicians out there, uh, hey, that's not a bad uh, ticket to run on if you want to try to change things. Maybe try to change the laws regarding uh, statute of limitations when it comes to sexual assault cases. Just a, just a tip. Well, it would be funny to see someone trying to argue against that, too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. it sucks. All right, let's move on. Yep. Our second story involves a movie franchise. A famous one at that, Star Wars. Now, we've been talking for years. Yeah, not even years, decades. About a proper Star Wars television series. Yes, we've gotten your animated... I was say, we have gotten a proper... Uh, we've gotten your animated ones, but yes, we have uh, Star that's Wars not what I'm Wars, talking about We here. have Star Wars Rebels, we have Star yeah. Wars Lego, we, we have Star Wars everything. But now. guess what? It's finally happening. A live-action Star Wars series is in the hopper. And guess who's going to executive produce and write it? The same guy I said who should direct episode <laughs> 9. Well, you were close. <laughs> John Favreau, the man with the uh, CG jungle himself. The CG animals. The CG animal point. man. Uh, he has been tapped to do just that. Currently, there's no word on when this will take place or when it will release. But Favreau is well secure in the Disney machine. I mean, he's had roles in both Star Wars Clone Wars animated series and can be seen in solo a star wars story this uh december so may may that's right memorial weekend you forgetting it's a summer movie yeah it's a memorial day release you see these star wars movies coming out at the end of the year i know uh but yeah i think this is a good pick yeah Uh, i think he knows what he's doing yep yeah he definitely has a good eye in terms of being cinematic adventures uh he definitely knows how to tell a good story Uh, a lot of his films are very character driven even though they are of course cgi heavy uh, they are, at the core, character stories. And I like John Favreau not only as an actor, but also as a director. And like I said before, uh, he was my one of my picks to um, when Ryan Johnson said he wasn't going to direct episode 9. That they should just tap him. But I know he was busy with uh, Lion King. He's doing right. Lion King. Yeah, they had to wait. Yep. <laughs> so, pro- so probably as soon as he's done with Lion King, he's going to start on this. Uh, I bet. So... Wait, Lion King's coming out in 20, next year, 2019? No, I want to... Yes, yes, yes. I, I think you're right. Yeah, so, and then the this is being released, or the Disney streaming app is being released in 2019, end of 2019. So look at this to be a 2020 release, probably. Makes sense. By that time, it'll be ready for the Disney streaming service. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, so that's where it's going to premiere. To our next story, would you watch, tell me, uh, now we recently watched a um, a uh, John Oliver bit about an NRA television channel. And we talked last. We week talked also about the about NRA, the NRA uh, television channel. What if I told you that you could watch a twenty four hour network all about Scientology? You mean I can go to church without leaving my house? Yes, church. Let's call it that. <laughs> yes, a twenty four hour network for Scientology has been launched on Directv, Apple, Roku, Amazon Fire, Google Chromecast, pretty much anywhere you can get a streaming television ch- channel. The network will feature original series such as Meeting Scientologist, Voices for Humanity, and L. Ron Hubbard colon in his own voice. L. Ron Hubbard's colon? Yes, in his own voice. <laughs> Super weird. It'll also offer a selection of quote, Scientology principles, unquote, 
which explained the basic Scientology technology. So, this is dumb. <laughs> so, uh, would you watch this? No, but this is dumb. Would you watch this to laugh at it? Uh, no, because <laughs> some people actually believe this. Yeah, it's true. So, like, as much as, like, I would want to laugh at it, you know, it's... It, some people actually believe it, so it's like, yeah, ah. It's depressing. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, this is uh, uh, seen as a direct result of all that bad press the Scientology has gotten recently. What bad press? Uh, most recently, uh, Leah Remini's book and A&E series, Scientology and the Aftermath, and the HBO documentary Going Clear, Scientology and the Prison of Belief, both which have hit kind of a one-two punch over the last five years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're looking at uh, a little bit of a bad... Uh, uh, environment uh, for Scientology right now, but uh, kind of earned. I want to say, uh, <laughs> did Tom Cruise just leave Scientology? No, he's still in it. Tom Cruise uh, is still very much in it. Uh, uh, it was uh, his uh, ex, uh, Katie, Katie Holmes, Holmes, that got out pretty much as soon as they were done. Yeah, And Leah Remy, of course, right. who is most famous now for being the person who was like, hey, I survived. Let me tell you how messed, this stuff, messed up this stuff is. Oh, see, I thought she was most famous for having trying to be in love with <laughs> Kevin James. And now is also in love with Kevin James again. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. So check that out if you like to hate yourself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you, if you want to get drunk and laugh at it and then cry because it's also a thing that exists yeah <laughs> so that, that that's we'll a way that. you can spend St. Patrick's Day <laughs> alright next up uh, something a lot more uh, a lot better uh, some happy news here Apple news TV news from straight from Apple uh, your, your friends in uh, Silicon Valley who make those super expensive things Apple is, of course, still trying to make their TV surface as uh, possible, as popular as possible. This is kind of their Apple. I don't even know how they brand it. You have Apple TV, but that's not the right branding. I know. I think it's just Apple it's TV just is the set tops box. Um, I know it's in iTunes. It's like the it's, just it's, the Apple Cloud. I wish they had thing. a better name for it. I don't know what to call it because I think it's still iTunes. I, Apple. It's not Apple Music. It's, yeah, it's under the Apple Music banner. I think still. But it's streaming video content. Because yeah. I remember when they did the Carpool Karaoke thing, it was still like under the Apple Music banner. Well, yeah, that's why I put the TV... That's why, like, yeah. it's a TV set box. Well, whatever the hell they call it. Apple is trying to get streaming stuff happen. But they're making deals. Uh, the first of which is a um, is two seasons of a straight-to-series animated musical comedy. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Called Central Park. From none other than Bob's Burger creator, Lauren Bouchard. Uh, as along with uh, Nora Smith and Josh Gat. The series tells of how a family of caretakers who live and work in Central Park end up saving the park and the world. The cast includes Josh Gad, Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton, Titus Burgess, uh, Kristen Bell, Stanley Tucci, Tucci Gang, Tucci Gang, Tucci Gang, <laughs> and Debbie Diggs, and also Catherine Hahn. Uh, this joins a long list of recent Apple orders, including an entitled thriller from M. Night Shyamalan. That's exciting. Uh, yeah, this is the part that, that I didn't know was happening. Is uh, all, this, all the stuff that Apple's bought and is currently like in the process yeah, of Yeah, that's making. not it. A Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon morning, morning news drama. Yeah. <laughs> a mystery series from La La Land's Damien Chazelle. Yeah. All right. 
a Steven Spielberg anthology and a comedy starring Kristen Wiig, as well as a Ron Moore space drama. So that's a lot. Yes, Ron Moore is the same guy who did Battlestar Galactica. Well, uh, they better come up with a snappy name for this thing soon because otherwise, no one will care. Well, yeah. It's like, is it on Apple? Like, what? Tell me what's on. Like, how do I get this? Well, also, if like if you if you start up the Apple your Apple TV, like, where's it gonna be? Yeah. Is it just something you like a specific channel? Is it something you download? Is it you have to buy it off iTunes and then stream it? I think it's through iTunes. I want to say that's such a dumb idea. Though. I don't know though because they're not making it that. I know, clear. but it's such a dumb idea. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. They have to come up with a name. For I it. know. All right. Click shot. Come up with another another name for it. Uh not like so I guess it can't be Apple TV. Apple. It can't be Apple Watch. <laughs> You're right. Apple Watch is the thing. Apple Screen. No, that's too similar to Yahoo Screened. Apple Stream. Apple Stream. No. Apple Sauce. <laughs> the sauce. Your, your, your sauce for all your changes. Uh... <laughs> See, this is why we don't work for Apple. This is why we're not millionaires. Wait, you're saying this is why I can't be uh, yep. uh, an ad exec? That's why. Because I... Your name. All right, that's it for television news. Uh, next up, we have... Well, actually, before we go into cancellations and renewals, do you have any thoughts? I've got just a couple of thoughts. I've watched a couple of stuff on TV. What have you been watching? So, uh, I watched The Push. What's The Push? The push is this. <laughs> yes, I know. But also, what's the push? It's literally that. Okay, it's, what's the push? It, it's literally pushing someone off of a building. Is this like ABC's The Slap? No, no, no. So, so it's, it's <laughs> Do you on... remember ABC's The Slap? Yes. Okay. So this is a Netflix... Well, I don't say this. This is a BBC special that is now on Netflix. Right. It's a one-hour thing uh, show. It's a one-hour show about... <laughs> that one-hour thing show? Yeah. It's about can you manipulate someone enough... To make them push someone off a building. Uh, yes. I want to bet you can. Uh, that's funny enough you say that because that's <laughs> the whole premise of the, of the, of the show is... Sounds like it. Is trying to manipulate someone into pushing someone off a building. Okay. Uh, it's definitely a really good, uh, insight into manipulating, manipulating people uh, into, um, just, just how the mind works and how easy it is to... Get roped into like a rabbit hole of bad decisions. Oh, and ultimately, just you know, w- like what it takes to to make you push someone off the off the building to kill them. Now, I won't spoil how it goes because it's just an hour, it's an hour <laughs> long. It's an easy watch and definitely worth checking out. Uh, but yeah, it's I had fun watching it, which is weird. <laughs> okay, but yeah. It is definitely fun. They don't have to push you into watching it? Oh, no. I'm trying to push other people into watching <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. What else did you watch? Uh, so, I had the season fina- season two finale of This Is Us, uh, and I cried. Of course. Because that's what that show does. Did you watch the after show? That was them? No. This <laughs> <laughs> was uh, the part of the uh, Sterling K. Brown's bit on uh, SNL last, yes. last week. <laughs> This is us and that wasn't The follow-up show, that was that? Yeah. But anyways. Anyways, uh, season two, overall, well done. We finally found out how the dad died. We finally got to uh, the wedding. Uh, we got to go through rehab and all this thing. And it's definitely a good show. It definitely also 
the final episode also leaves you off with um, you know some hope for the future about what where it's gonna go. Uh, this thing is definitely gonna stick stick around for a while. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. What else did I watch? Oh, I watched uh, Rise. Oh, you set your DVRs. I, I, I set my DVR to watch Rise. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, every single time we saw an ad for it on NBC, it was always, set your DVRs for Rise. Like, they didn't expect anybody to actually watch it. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> they actually did that because um, the season finale, because it pretty right after the season finale of This Is Us. So, because the season finale intentionally went longer than what it said it was, oh, yeah. that's why they said... Set your DVR score, because you're not going to miss it if you try to tune in live. Yeah, because we're going to cut it short for you. Yeah. And you're going to be left wondering, what? <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. how was how was Rise? How was um, um, <laughs> Josh Radner's return to television? Uh, Rise has a lot of problems. <laughs> and they're good problems to have. But the, it's also problematic when there's a lot of TV to watch. <laughs> because, um, so Rise is about a small town high school, and the English teacher decides to take over the school play, and instead of doing Grease, they decide to do Spring Awakening. Oh boy. Matt, what is Spring Awakening? Uh, it's a musical that musical theater dorks really, really love. Do you know, like, the Simpsons the Simpsons material? No, I don't. Well, they include boy on boy kissing, uh-huh. uh, abortion, all right. uh, sexual love triangle. Sounds fun. Yeah, all set in like <laughs> Germany or something. Germany? I think so. All right. But yeah, so uh, uh, so imagine trying to have this like these high schoolers perform this like obviously adult themed play and you know, people are not for it. People's Peoples. The peoples are peoples who are not for it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's just the pilot. Huh. Um, eventually they're like, yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to make this kind of like High School Musical. We're going to get the star athlete to come join our play. But the thing about this is, is that everyone has problems. Well, yeah, because you have to or else it wouldn't be a show. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Everyone has problems. <laughs> Every single person. Every single character. <laughs> like, even the characters you meet on screen for maybe, like, two minutes have... They like, have they problems. basically say, like, oh, this is what's wrong with this person. Like, this is what's wrong with this person. This is what's wrong with this person. This is what's wrong with this person. <laughs> Just everyone has problems. Sounded, sounds really piloty. Oh, super piloty. Yeah. Uh, and it's made from the same people who did uh, Friday Night Lights and... Parenthood, which both of those shows, everyone had problems in those shows. But people love those shows. Oh, yeah. Or at least, um, from what I understand about Friday Night Lights, people really liked like the first three seasons of that. Oh, yeah. Also, it's also what introduced me to my favorite actor, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan! Yeah. We've gone full circle. Look at that. We yes, did it. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, will you be watching more of Rise? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. It's, it's like on the thing on my list of if I have time to watch it, I'll watch it. Uh, put it, like, sure, I'll keep it recorded. I'll keep it, uh, there. Yeah. But will I, like, look forward to watching it? No. I don't know. Luke Carvalho's good in it. I like her. Okay, good. But, yeah, it's just everyone else is like, y'all have so much problems. <laughs> like, just solve your problems. 
It would be so much easier if you just yes. If you could just, just tell solve the their truth. problems. That's just, they're gonna go and do that. Just right go back. tell you the. Tr- just talk the truth. Stop trying to play these high school mind games. You they're high schoolers. schoolers. That's what they do. You high schoolers trying to play high school mind games with each other. It's literally what they do. They're high schoolers. I know. All right. Let's move on. Anything else before we move on to cancellations and renewals? Yes, I watched two <laughs> new pilots. All right. What else? So uh, I watched Deception. Which, Were you deceived? Uh, no, but I did enjoy it. It was a huh. fun adventure. It's a fun TV show. Uh, it's basically a magician helps the FBI track down an, an illusionist, another illusionist, who is putting up elaborate schemes to like help an underground organization by performing magic tricks magic. and eluding the uh, criminals. Yeah. Eluding, eluding the FBI. Uh, it's fun. It reminds me a lot of uh, Eyes, when that used to be on ABC. Yeah. Uh, way back then. Uh, it's a fun show. There's definitely very lighthearted humor in it. Nothing in that show is to be taken seriously at all. <laughs> so it's the opposite of Rise. Oh, completely opposite of Rise. <laughs> <laughs> so you found two polar opposite shows. Yeah, but at least with this one, it was enjoyable. Um, <laughs> I'd give it maybe a season. Yeah, I didn't think... That concept would last very long. It doesn't seem like the concept is going to last very long, especially when you have to reveal a new trick every single episode. Like, oh, we're going to do this trick, and this is how we did it. This is how magicians do it. So, yeah, I expect things to last a, a season. If it finds an audience, maybe two, but nothing it posts, nothing past 50 episodes. Fair. <laughs> And lastly, uh, you have something else that you watched. Something called For the People. Yes, For the People, By the People, Of the People, Sir. Uh Uh-huh. So this is the new law drama from the creator of Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, Scandal. Yes. Er, Not the creator, but the writers. Okay. Because Shonda Rhimes. (coughs) Shonda Rhimes did those? Yes. Yeah, she's she's at Netflix now. Right. Yeah, so this is uh, all those writers uh, that worked under her who banded together to create For the People, which is about six young, beautiful-looking, up-and-coming <laughs> lawyers. Three of them... Apparently work... I'm allergic to that. I know. Three of them <laughs> work for the DA's office. Three of them work for the state. The state? Yeah. So like basically... comedy troupe? Uh, no, the state of New York. <laughs> oh, okay. So basically every court case is... The state of New York versus this person we have to give you a lawyer for because you're entitled to a lawyer. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, it reminds me a lot of the other ABC show about a bunch of good-looking people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, which would be... The FBI one. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, whatever the hell that show is called. Uh, Lang- not Langley. Uh, CIA, FBI, <laughs> conspiracy theory. Oh, uh, the one you love. Yes. And you can't think of the name of it. Quantico. Quantico. It's like Quantico. Yes. All right. Where everyone's way too attractive. Yes, everyone's way too attractive and everyone's <laughs> way too smart to be with each other. And, like, and yet they all like still have problems with each other. Ugh. Yeah, it's like Quantico. All right. Well, it sounds less piloty. But... Oh, oh, like I kind of. Like, I, like, at one point, I, like, after all the characters briefly met and did their, like, whole introductions, I stopped to see what the time was, because 
It's a great opening ten minutes. Oh, good. You immediately understand every character. Everyone has a brief interaction with each other, and you can tell, okay, you're this type of person, you're this type of person, you're this type of person, you're, type of person. you're just, just, just an instant, instant um, understanding of who these characters are yeah. based on the first ten minutes of first interactions with each other. And it's really refreshing to see a pilot done well and to see something like this uh, as a show. Um, I guess because it is, of course, a law show, the thing can run forever. But from what I've, from just the pilot itself, it has me on board. That's good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, those are a lot of television shows. Uh, but oh, and I watched one more show. We're missing one. Yes. I have a fast, weird fascination with Australian TV. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Okay, yes. Well, uh, there's another one after this thing. Wait, there's another one after yeah. this? Yeah. Oh, yes. Your piece. Yes, I know which one you're talking about now. <laughs> we have to yes. talk about it. Okay, we have to talk about it. Yeah, I'm a weird fascination with the Australian shows. Uh, so, I've watched uh, two things that are on Netflix right now for us. Uh, Cheapest Weddings <laughs> and Big Cuisine, I think is what it was called. Big Cuisine. Uh, it, it, big uh, Cheapest Weddings is what it sounds like. Just people making weddings on a budget. And in some cases, actually making money on weddings because, like, they eventually sell all the stuff that they used and turn a profit for some reason. <laughs> and just the way people go to, uh, just the lengths people will go to save money, like iron their own linens, reuse old stuff, go to go to Goodwill and buy <laughs> cheap <laughs> cheap glasses. Yeah. yeah. It's like how cheap can it be? Yeah. Like, like one person just did a potluck. At the back of their ranch. Oh my god. After they got married at the courthouse. Wow. That's one way to save money. I know. It's just, it's fascinating to me. Now you mentioned something about um, how you notice there's a difference in production when it comes to Australian shows. Is that the pace is super quick. Oh yeah. Like they just do not slow down for anything. No. There's no slow down. There's no lingering. There's no like, like, like suspended drama. It's just. Go, 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 go. Almost as if, like, they recorded so much stuff that they're trying to pack it in. <laughs> but they don't. They probably record the exact same amount. But because they don't waste any time trying to create artificial drama, yeah, it just feels so fast. And I enjoy it, which is probably why I enjoy it so much. Because <laughs> it cuts through all the uh, TV BS that uh, the Americans uh, TV shows and, right. like, Real, like real life shows try and create and just cut straight to we know why you're watching this this is why you're watching us we're going to basically give you exactly what you want and not fluff it up <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it seems to be a thing over there I'm not really sure um, what the difference is yeah. but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so that other show I forget what it's called now but basically it takes 24 hours it, it's a TV crew that goes 24 hours in a... A kitchen? A kitchen. But not just, like, any kitchen. Um, High-profile, like, have-to-be-running 24-hour kitchens. Like, they did a cruise ship. They did SeaWorld in Orlando. They did okay. a hotel in Dubai. Or, yeah, in Dubai. Like, during, like, uh, Ramadan or something. Like, some religious event where, like, people, <laughs> like, had to follow a strict diet in order to cook the food. People, like, they had to have, like, specific meals prepped. Uh, like, and then just, like, they also did one for air, an, air, an Airbus. It's just really, and then, like, like a, like, a two-story uh, restaurant attached to part of a hotel. 
And it's just really fascinating. Just, I don't know, like, how much food, like, just those, like, places that they follow go through. But then multiply that by everywhere else. It's just, it's just mind-boggling the same amount of food and the same amount of production value that goes into creating a, not just a basic meal. Yeah. But just a meal for everyone and everything. It's quite insane and definitely worth a watch if you just want to like have that like mind blowing experience. Yeah. Yeah, when I walked in they were doing something about like uh, those shampoo uh, ice cream things. Yeah. For the SeaWorld. Yeah, one. exactly the SeaWorld. Yeah, it looks the fun. It looked like a fun yeah. fun little show. So those are on Netflix, you said? Yeah, both of those are on Netflix. Okay. Uh, and so we uh, I saw us one more thing. Yes, we've been uh, watching the comeback season of American Idol. It's back, fellas. Um, so this is the ABC 10th season. Uh, so they're basically uh, continuing the numbering um, from the Fox season. So this is season 10, according to the, the show itself. No. Um, and it's picking up pretty much where it left off. Uh, uh, Format-wise, they don't seem to have changed that much uh they have changed kind of the format of how they're doing the auditions they've squished the auditions into i think less episodes so it's not like oh this week it's in los angeles or this week it's in new york it's more like here's clips from pretty much everywhere um so that's good and the brand new judges um let's put it this way they're bizarre um matt this is not season 10 that's what it says on the DVR. It's season 16. But that's not true. That that cannot be possible. Because we've gone several years without it being on. Season 15 was in 2006. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 2016. Wait, that's not true. Is this really season 16? Yeah. The DVR is calling it season 10. <laughs> Why? I'm going to find this. How is that possible? Because there can't be 16 seasons. Yeah. I don't think. Now, if it ran until 2016... It did not, though. Did it? it did, yes, it did. Did it? If it ran until 2016, that's 15 seasons. That seems wrong. No. <laughs> I thought I got canceled a long time ago. 2016... It's not a long time ago. April 7th, 2016. Oh, weird. Alright, well, the DVR is wrong. I don't know where it's getting that number. Wait, why do you, why do you think it's season 10? Because the DVR keeps calling it season 10. Oh. That's what I just said. No. Check it out. I'm telling you, it's not. What up? Season 16. Um, now, it's, now it's correct. Season 16. Season 16. Oh, well. I don't know what you were looking at. <laughs> you confused 101 with 10 episode 1? No, I must have been hallucinating. I don't know. Mm. Anyways, uh, so yeah, it picks up pretty much format-wise, give or take, from that. Except that, man, are the judges weird. I was going to ask, what do you think of the new judges? I don't know how I feel about that. Katy Perry, especially, is all over the place on this thing. Uh, and ki- all over some of the contestants, kissing too. people and falling over and, and feet, showing her feet, 
Yeah, and, it's yeah. super weird. It's like the at least you had like the the the, the the part about the original American Idol judges was that they were ridiculous just because they're ridiculous. Like, this, I feel like, is a little forced. I don't know. Like, the Katy Perry stuff seems like the little, like, the producers are, are just telling telling her, Hey, be wackier! Do something weird here! Do something crazy! Yeah. Do something crazy! Almost as if, if she doesn't, they won't have that kind of element of American Idol auditions. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to when the auditions are over. Otherwise, um, yeah, I might stick around, since I'm not watching The Voice this season. I might stick around with American Idol, see where it goes, see how this first season pans out, and uh, see if ABC ever brings it back, because who knows. Yeah, it, I mean, it costs a lot to create American Idol. Yeah, does it? Well, at least <laughs> to, to create a studio. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so American Idol's back, uh, we'll be watching it, and then sometime in, let's see, what's four months from now? Yeah. Uh, seven, July. Sometime in July, they should crown a winner. Sometime in July, we'll know. Yeah. Um, one thing though, I am excited about about this uh, being on is that uh, hopefully Joel McHale will make fun of it on Sunday. Yes. All right. Uh, so that does it for our thoughts about television series. Is 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 uh, moving on to cancellations and renewals. First up, we have a seven episode buy uh, for our cartoon president on Showtime. Yes. Seven more episodes will be added to that season. Uh, canceled after fourth after the fourth season is the librarians on TNT. Hey Matt, we finally got a cancellation. I know it's about time. So that would be the uh, yeah the show loosely based on I guess the TV movie that launched that franchise, uh, featuring Noah Wiley, formerly of uh, ER. Yeah, I know way too much of this because my sister really liked it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it was probably the same guy who did Leverage. I think you're right. Uh, Dean something. So basically the most TNT show to ever exist on TNT. Well, I think Leverage was also on TNT, but yes. Yeah. So okay. yeah, that's uh, canceled after four seasons, so say goodbye to that. The Wall on NBC gets a third season, so get ready for more Chris Hardwick balls. Congratulations, uh, LeBron Chris James. Chris Hardwick's and LeBron James giant balls. Yep. Uh, Power on Stars will get a sixth season. And ABC has renewed a slew of shows, including, but not limited to, Dancing with the Stars, The Bachelor, Child Support, America's Funniest Home Videos, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. America's so Funniest far. Video, Home Videos. Another season. Got renewed for another season. That is just about YouTube now? Like, is that what The that real question about? is, The Voice or American Idol? See, I was, t- I was talking uh, while we were kind of watching the last episode of American Idol earlier. Uh, I don't know if I really like the voice as much as I thought I would. You think there's too many gimmicks with the voice? It's really complicated, and it's got, like, so many different phases that I bounce off of it pretty quickly. Well, at least we have one fan of The Wall. (laughs) Alright, somebody likes The Wall. Yes. Alright. I think they're just waiting for LeBron to randomly pop up because he's a producer. Yeah. Now, unfortunately... We have two deaths we have to talk about. Oh, yes. The first of which, Craig Mack, age 47, rapper, and the first artist P. Diddy ever signed for Bad Boy Records. So a piece of hip-hop history right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Young, young, 47. 47. Yes, that's not bad. But the big death this week was uh, an unfortunate one. Uh, Stephen Hawking. Yes, that's Stephen Hawking. Yeah, Stephen Hawking, um, famous... uh, 
astrophysicist, astrophysicist, physicist in general, uh, doctor, um, just smart, smart, smart man. Yes, the uh, man who was given two months to live and yes. stretched that into some forty-seven more years or something. Yeah, he he lived he lived a long time for someone suffering uh, like he had, uh, kind of relegated to a wheelchair. Um, couldn't speak using his own voice. Um, known in pop culture for having that uh, robot voice uh, yeah. do, speak for him. And uh, he had cameos in all sorts of things, like uh, uh, a great bit in The Simpsons, uh, among like sitcoms and uh, science specials and stuff, and movies, mm-hmm. uh, including, of course, uh, some uh, uh, recent... Uh, recent uh, uh, films. Uh, yeah, there's a recent film about, about his, his life. Uh, yeah, which I can't the remember. theory of everything, yes. starring Eddie Redmayne, which was his first film post winning the Oscar, right uh, for the Danish Girl. So yeah, um, definitely a uh, uh, definitely a loss for uh, for the the science community, a loss for just people who want to learn. You know, like he was a smart guy and he wanted to share his uh, his knowledge with everyone. And uh, he did so for generations. Yep. And yeah, it'll be it'll be a sad one yeah, without you know, him. He just seems like one of those guys who you he just would live forever. And then yeah. You just say that you just think like, just, oh, he's just gonna be around. Like, oh, he was around a long time ago, but now he lives forever now. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah. Technology couldn't keep him uh, invincible. Uh, yes. No one is invincible, but man, he was pretty close. All right, uh, moving on to uh, out of uh, cancellations, renewals, and into music. Yes, the Billboard. Uh, so we've got. Do we have a new top, or is God's Plan still up there? God's Plan is still your number God. one song, the Billboard Hot 100 Singles Chart. So, but the rest wait, of this chart wait, so is Matt, insane. Matt, have you actually listened to God's Plan? Yes. It's all right. Okay. It's a. It's one of the okay. It's an okay Drake song. All right. Not my favorite Drake song. It's it's fun. Okay. I like it. Um, but the rest of this top five is kind of weird. Uh, moving up back to number two is Perfect by Ed Sheeran. Moving up to number three after being lower uh, in the previous weeks, Finesse by Bruno Mars and Cardi Cardi B. Moving down a notch, Psycho by Post Malone featuring Ty Dolla Sign is number four. And moving up into the top five. Meant to Be by B.B. Rexa and Florida Georgia Line. What? Yes, there is a B.B. Rexa Florida Georgia Line duet, and it's called Meant to Be. Mm-hmm. And it's number five on the Billboard charts this week. All right. Uh, don't be surprised if you see a Taylor Swift song featured oh, yeah. to that because... There's a new uh, video. Yeah, she released a new single off her uh, Reputation album. So we'll see. But so far those uh, singles haven't fared very well. No, this one may be different. Uh, maybe. Uh, moving on to the Billboard Albums Chart, your 200. Number one this week for the second week in a row is, or actually no, it was uh, down one uh, last week, but uh, back at number one, yeah, Black Panther, the album. So I found out, no, oh, the bon, Jovi. bon Jovi, and I found out why, uh, well, no, I didn't find out why, or no, I did, that's right. Yeah. So it was a uh, his album that he put, uh, the Bon Jovi album from last year. But the reason why it charted again was because his ticket sales for his concert tour went through. And he uh, had a deal where, where people got, got, the album, got the album. And so sales spiked and thus number one record. Uh, That's what it was. It's dumb. 
Uh, but yeah, Black Panther, the album, music from and inspired by, is back at number one this week. Followed by its other uh, soundtrack buddy, The Greatest Showman soundtrack. At hey, number two. it's back. Number three, Memories Don't Lie by Tory Lanez debuts in the chart at number three. Four, Culture 2 by Migos. And five, Divide by Ed Sheeran moves back up into the top five for some inexplicable reason. Okay. And that is your Billboard charts. Uh, new releases. We have a couple of actual big releases. Yeah, we uh, after a few weeks uh, kind of just in the doldrums of music, we have some big big albums this week yeah first up bill frizzell with music is earthless with black heaven hot snakes with jericho sirens mount erie with now only scotty mccreary with seasons change yes that's scotty mccreary <laughs> a carnival winner i talk like that down here because i'm a kid but i'm also with low voice kid yes. with low voice <laughs> Uh, he's not kidding anymore, actually. Probably. No, but he's not that really with people always. Snoop Dogg with the wonderfully titled Bible of Love. Uh, <laughs> yes, sorority yes, Noise with Dog, Y-N-A-A-Y-T. Yes, that's Snoop Dogg, not Snoop Lion, so it's not a reggae album. No. And lastly, The Decemberists with I'll Be Your Girl. Alright, moving on to music news. Yeah, apparently that Florida Georgia Line uh, song is yeah. pretty awkward. I bet. <laughs> Just like Florida Georgia Line in general. Uh, I believe I am seeing them. Oh, they're, really? they're, they're performing at Stagecoach. Yeah, stage coach. I believe so. Oh, man. Well, I guess for every Casey Musgraves, you must also get a Florida Georgia line. Yeah. That's how that works. Uh, first bit in music news is, unfortunately, about this guy who we can't get rid of named Eminem. Eminem's most famous song has reached a new milestone, which I'm actually shocked it took this long. Yeah, so Lose Yourself. Has recently been certified diamond by the RIAA, RIAA, since it has sold 10 million units in the U.S. alone. You want to hear some songs that beat "Lose Yourself" to Diamond Status? <laughs> this was hilarious, but yes, somehow Megan Trainer has a Diamond Status album or songs. So yeah, quick fact: less than 20 songs ever have been certified diamond, which is you know ever. That, that's a that's great. But yeah, it's crazy when you consider this list includes All About That Bass by Megan Trainer. Yeah. Ed Thinking she- Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. And Despacito by Daddy Yankee and Louis Fonzie. Despacito doesn't surprise me as much because that song was everywhere. everywhere. But the Megan Trainer one is definitely a shocker for me. But yeah. Uh, uh, congratulations, Eminem. I'm surprised it took yeah. this long. I but- mean, it's kind of been on a rota- I feel like it's been on a rotation on the radio for a long time now yeah I guess not it's one of those songs that, that's like timeless which is weird to say about a rap song yeah I think it is I think you're right uh, the Academy Award winning Lose Yourself yes alright and then has an Oscar next which up which was not there to accept it's true next up yeah. uh, we have a uh, hopefully our last story about Fire Festival this design. probably will be our last story that about Fire Festival disaster of a festival uh, that Ja Rule uh, was involved in yeah so uh, we have an official ruling so, yeah down now. promoter Billy McFarland has pled guilty to two counts of wire fraud due to the festival and faces up to ten years behind bars McFarland admitted in federal court that he had defrauded 80 investors and falsified documents to secure more funds to put on the 2017 Fire Festival. In addition to the prison time, McFarland and Fire Media faced more than a dozen civil suits and an ongoing bankruptcy liquidation of the company 
as investors and ticket buyers try to recover some of their losses. It's a bad time to be that guy. Yeah. Uh, this is just the chickens coming home to roost type story. This guy's obviously going to jail. It, good luck trying to start any other type of company, dude. Yeah, uh, it's just it's it's not be, great. Yeah, <laughs> and also the rest of these like civil suits are like individuals or you know some a couple of them like band together. But this is the big one. This is the federal judgment that, that that came down. Yeah. And so yeah, this guy's done. It makes that whole thing like really you get news perspective on how much of a disaster that thing was. <laughs> like, right. For all sorts of reasons. Yeah, and if you think ten years jail jail time doesn't sound like a whole lot. That's because uh, for defrauding, you get it's a five to ten year sentence. Yeah. So because he's being charged on two counts, there's a minimum ten years. Yeah. So it's been anywhere between ten and twenty years, really. But I think he, I read that he took because he pled guilty, and it's a that they'll give him the lower of the sentences. Right, as as is per usual. Right. But yeah, I don't know, man. That thing. It's just amazing how it keep it's the gift that keeps on giving with news stories. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, another gift that keeps on giving is song copyright stories. Yeah. This and is... here's the newest, the freshest in the bunch. Yes. Miley Cyrus is in the news. Miley again. Cyrus uh, is uh, being accused how? by Jamaican songwriter Michael May. In the to, to the tune of $300 million, claiming that the thir- 2013 hit, We Can't Stop, infringes upon the song he released in 1988 called We Run Things. May claims that about 50% of the song was used and accused Cyrus and RCA Records of misappropriating elements, including the phrase, We Run Things, We Know Run We, which I believe is kind of, is kind of in the chorus of Miley's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miley is one of several writers credited on the song. She definitely did not write that alone. No. Among them is uh, Mike Will Made It, my favorite named uh, so, uh, producers. So, yeah, uh, the, <laughs> the article I read uh, included their actual names, but I've just put their producer names because it was a lot more fun that way. <laughs> yeah, Mike Mike Will Made It, uh, which I, I made a Twitter joke shortly after that, that uh, that album came out, Bangers. Yeah. Um, I made a Twitter joke. I was like, wait, can I just have Mark, Mike Will make me things? Like, I just want a table that just says, Mike Will made it. It's like, well, I mean, he makes stuff. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, also, uh, co-writers on this song, P Nasty, <laughs> Theron, not Charlie's Theron, um, and Rock City, uh, featuring sing- sing- samples in the song from Doug E. Fresh and Slick Rick. Yeah. So yeah, uh, who knows how whether they have a case there. I have not listened to the uh, original song. Neither have I. Can't I. Tell you. But uh, funny enough that uh, this song, well, We Can't Stop, came out the same time as Blurred Lines. Uh, yeah, about and the same. Blurred Lines end up losing yeah, that case uh, for the uh, Marvin Gaye. So we will estate. find out. So yeah, someone who will uh, uh, who hasn't been a part of some of these uh, copyright nonsense at least yet is country singer Tim McGraw. As you know, Tim McGraw is uh, to Faith Hill. on tour oh. with Faith Hill. I was kidding. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they're uh, in a uh, special uh, kind of reunion tour after they had done the same thing in the 90s. Uh, but he kind of had a bad time uh, on a recent show. The singer collapsed on stage in Dublin, Ireland while performing at the Country to Country Festival. 
McGraw had just finished performing his song Humble and Kind when he dropped to his knees and then sat down. Faith Hill addressed the crowd and said it was her decision to halt his performance, citing that he was super dehydrated. Yeah, so after he knelt down, basically lights went down, uh, they, they got him off stage, and then medical staff immediately treated him. Uh, after they figured out what was wrong, Faith Hill came back out and said that that was the end of the concert, unfortunately. Yeah. But what you gonna do? Well, you're gonna take care of yourself. Yeah, That's hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. They're watching them now. Uh, because, yeah, that sucks. Uh, being able to, like, in the, in the, in the middle of a performance to just... Can't, can't do it, man. Yeah, but there's actually, like, some precedent behind how we got super dehydrated. Yeah. Well, that's what's next. He was attended to by a local medical staff on site, and will be fine. McGraw had performed Friday in London, Saturday in Glasgow, and then Sunday in Dublin, and his next scheduled concert isn't until May 31st in Richmond, Virginia, so he has plenty of time to recover. Yeah, but traveling to three different cities in three days yeah, I mean, and doing it. a full performance for each, that's like an hour and a half, and so, then flying, hour and a half, flying, hour and a half. Yeah, that's going to take a lot out of anybody. So I guess our advice to those of you performing on uh, stages with hot lights, man, drink your water. Yeah. Please do. Yes. Keep hydrated. So Be- beer is not a substitute for water. You. No, it's not. No, nope. it's cheaper in some yeah. places. <laughs> All right, that will do if, it. If you're trying to save water and drink beer, please just just S- save take a horse, the water. ride a cowboy. Huh? Yes, uh, <laughs> that'll do it for music. Let's move into video games. All right. First up in video games, of course, is new releases. What do we have coming up this week? We have The Council on PS4, The Long Reach oh. on PlayStation 4 and Switch, The American Dream on uh, PC, PlayStation. PC? Oh. Damn it. We do that every time when it's by itself. PS4. Um, I don't do PC releases. Burnout Paradise Remastered, which I want to check out. I know you bad. do. That's why I put it on uh, there. With PS, for PS4 and Xbox One. Sea of Thieves on Xbox One. That is finally Xbox getting released. Titan and... Quest on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And arguably the big release this week, even though it's really Sea of Thieves, I'm lying to myself, Enough. is Kirby Star Allies for Switch. Yes. Uh, if you happen to have or do the Xbox Game Pass, you'll get Sea of Thieves for free. Cool. We do not. We do not. <laughs> so we will not be doing that. No. All right, so let's move into our first video game story of uh, the week. Skip, we're going to Nintendo first. We're talking about Nintendo's Direct. Or not. Okay, we're going to talk about... Nintendo. So Nintendo had a direct. It was there was a lot of information here, so we'll try to go through this as quickly as possible. Yes. They announced 3DS and Switch games. First up, coming to Switch includes we have a date for Super Mario Ace Mario Tennis Aces, which is the new Mario Tennis game yes. that will be released on June twenty second. And it looks good. It looks awesome. It looks great. Uh, people are super excited about that game, as are we. Yeah. Uh, well, no, as our Switch. But, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> Yes. Uh, Undertale uh, will be coming to Switch. Yes, that was a cult classic. Yeah. It's basically on every other platform, so why not? The Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy uh, will end its exclusivity deal with Sony and will come out on Switch. Yeah. So we do... On uh, July 10th. Yeah, so we knew this was happening. We finally got a date. Uh, I believe that is the same date that it will go on Xbox as well. Yeah. 
Square Enix RPG Octopath Traveler as a date as well. That will be released on July 13th. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered and Okami HD will both be coming this summer to Switch. And lastly on Switch, the big news was, of course, a Switch version of Super Smash Brothers. Yes, wherein you could, not only will you get the Splatoon people you can fight with, but also they had uh, the outlines for the new Link from Breath of the Wild. They had the new the outline for Mario with Cappy on his hat. <laughs> and I had one more, but I can't remember what outline, but I can't remember what it was. But yeah. Breath of the Wild, Link. I just said that. Okay. Breath of the Wild, Mar- Mario, and I mean, Splatoon guys. Obviously the Splatoon guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, there, there was one other outline that you could make out that was okay. part of it. Uh, but yeah. So, new Smash, probably coming this year. Uh, well, before we commit to the phrase, new Smash, we should address some of the confusion over this announcement. Yeah. It is unclear, and Nintendo did not clear this up. Whether this is a port of the Wii Super Smash Brothers game, a uh, Wii U, sorry, Super Smash Brothers game with new characters, or if this is a completely new Super Smash Brothers, Nintendo has gone neither way to confirm either. So chances are, uh, due to some kind of information that leaked out afterwards, which includes uh, Su- Super Smash Brothers creator uh, Mas, I can never pronounce his name. Sakurai was his last name. Sakurai was... Uh, he confirmed working. that he is working on it. Yes. Which means that chances are it is a new game. Right. But they haven't said that, so who knows. So... So, yeah. We'll probably learn more about this during the... E3. This E3's will be a big Nintendo, E3 game. Yeah, the big E3 Nintendo Direct Treehouse thing that they do. So... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, don't worry, though, if you're a 3DS owner, because that system's getting games... Ooh. Coming to 3DS includes uh, the original GameCube Luigi's Mansion uh, coming to uh, 3DS. This is notable because mm-hmm. the sequel to Luigi's Mansion, uh, Dark Moon, was a 3DS launch game. Yeah. So now you'll be able to complete your collection of uh, Luigi's <laughs> Mansion games with all two of them. Uh, but the big 3DS game that you don't have down here and what I'm most excited for in that entire Direct... WarioWare Gold, oh. which is a collection of 300 WarioWare minigames into one cartridge on the 3DS. I am so jazzed for this. I love WarioWare. I've loved every single WarioWare game so much. This one is a comp- compilation of all the ones from the original to Touched on the DS to Twisted on the Game Boy Advance. I didn't play Twisted, so all those games will be new to me. And even new games, too. New mini games will be included. So I am looking forward to this. Like, I don't even remember the last 3DS game I was I guess, excited for. Probably Pokemon. Probably Pokemon. <laughs> but I'm jazzed. If you're trying to be honest with yourself. I am jazzed. I can't wait. So, because there needs to be more WarriorWare in the world. Uh, does there? Yes. Yes, there does. Does there? That is an amazing series. That first game is one of my favorite games ever. <sighs> it's so good. Alright, that does it for the Nintendo Direct. Alright. Next up, we have Google. Yeah, this Sorry is... Sorry about Google. Yeah, Google and Ubisoft? Sure, why not? Yes, they are working together. They are collaborating on something called... Agonis? Agonies. Agonis. Agonis? It's Greek. Yeah. Specifically, it's Greek for contest or gathering. This is a new open source project that uses... Oh boy, Kubernetes? 
Kubernetes. 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 To host and scale dedicated game servers with the flexibility to tailor it for multiplayer games. Agonez replaces the cluster management. What the hell does any of this mean? With the ability to create, run, manage, and scale dedicated game server processes. I feel like I'm just like in a loop right now. Which allows any matchmaker to interact directly. Directly with what? Directly with the <laughs> the server. So I'm just gonna. So, so that's a good try. I'm just gonna take it from here. I have no idea. Because I read it and I vaguely understood what it yeah, means. I don't understand. Okay. It at all. So normally when it comes with matchmaking servers is uh, that uh, you have the host. You have your. They have you. Me. You log on to the uh, host. Okay. The host logs on to a server. All right. The server is compiled of like hundred, like tens of hundreds of. Matchmaking systems. And the server comes and gives you your drinks and you order a meal. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I also get the large fry. Of course I do. <laughs> it's large fries. Fries for days. But yeah. <laughs> so what it, what this will do is eliminate the use of just having this big jumbled mess of within the server and just and just simplify everything. So that way a developer can direct can influence a uh, an ongoing match directly. Uh-huh. And and fix any bugs directly and help, like the whole everything directly instead of doing it individually or trying to like find where the where the mess where the mess eventually is. Okay. It's basically a developer software that simplifies the matchmaking process and simplifies the back end development. It has nothing to do with like how you, how we connect and how we play. <laughs> This is all for developer's sake, but the fact that, that Google is working with Ubisoft on this <laughs> is the big story. Sure. We're going to get out of this. I guess. Um, I mean, this will only affect... Will this only affect Ubisoft games, or will this be something that they lease out? Uh, because it's Google, I think it's something that they'll lease out. Yeah. But then because it's Ubisoft, I have no idea. Yeah, that's why I asked. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, okay, cool. So, if you like jargon... Yeah. <laughs> the story was for you. Yeah, if... Yeah. All right, moving on. If you're into development messes and trying to yep. clean them up, check out Google Ag- Ag- Agonies. 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 Oh, the agonies. All right, uh, so moving on to from technical jargon to political jargon. Uh, our very own White House, uh, our president, met with the video game industry. Well, kind of. To yes. talk about violence in video games, as he, uh, our president had said he was going to. Well, it actually kind of happened. Uh, you say kind of. Cause... To help prove their point, they used YouTube gameplay of several, quote, violent, unquote, video games, including Call of Duty Black Ops, Modern Warfare 2, Sniper Elite 4, Friday the 13th, Wolfenstein, and Fallout 4. Yeah. Most of those are M-rated games. They, in fact, also funny. All of them. Yeah. All of them are M-rated I, I want to say that the Friday 13th, it may be... No, it's yep. definitely an M-rated game. Okay, so yeah. So they decided to use yep. M-rated games to try and prove their point. I mean, that, that would do it. But, you know, they'll have to the big one, GTA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or Doom. They'll come up later. <laughs> uh, the response by video game makers has been, of course, to blame gun rights activists for deflection on the issue and refer to the 2011 Supreme Court decision that ruled that even violent video games were protected under the First Amendment. Basically, we already had this talk. Where were you? Yeah. Yeah, they just like, well, I thought we already solved this. Yeah. We have our own rating system. It's done. What more do you want from us? You're trying to get away from the point. Yeah. Is, is what they're saying. Uh, so, who showed up? 
You want some big names? Uh, yeah, but there's an asterisk uh, yeah. to a couple of these. Attendees include Strauss Zelnick, chairman of Take Two Interactive, and a guy named Robert Altman, not that Robert Altman, <laughs> uh, chairman of ZeniMax Media. Yeah. In addition to Republican representatives and the president himself. Yes. Uh, real quick, I want to add something that uh, uh, might be of use to our audience that I, I don't know if you read. You know who else is on this the board of Zenimax? Who? None other than Donald Trump Jr. Oh, I did read that actually. Yeah, fun city, huh? Yeah. So yeah, uh, turns out that it may have been family ties that got Zenimax to show up, and uh, you'll notice a uh, distinct lack of anybody from the Japanese, any Japanese companies mm-hmm. uh, like Sony, for example, any of the major uh, console um, holders, none of them show. Uh, Sony, uh, Sony Entertainment America, Nintendo America, Microsoft. So uh, basically what I'm getting at is I don't know if you can call this a meeting with the industry if you talk to a grand total of two companies. Right. If you talk to like, you know, a handful compared to even like, like none of the big players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super weird. Just super weird choice. Uh, no decision has been made out of this. Uh, no decision will be made out of this. No, nothing will happen out of this. It was just basically a play that, that Trump was going to use to say, like, hey, look, I'm doing something about this. Which, you know, he just sat there with <laughs> arms crossed. was like, uh, yeah. uh, do I have to be here? When's it over? When's lunch? Can I get back to TV? Can I get back to tweeting? Yeah. Also, a fun uh, kind of, uh, a couple of fun things came out of this. Uh, first, first fun thing came that came out of this is that apparently they just grabbed all this footage that for the violent video games from YouTube, and I guess part of the footage that they used for Fallout Four was like some giant bomb footage of yes. uh, giant bombs Dan Reichert playing through Fallout Four. Yeah. So, yeah. So now I guess the president has seen giant bomb videos. Technically, yes. <laughs> Um, it's weird because there was like like I was watching the video that they they showed, and yeah. in addition to just like straight up cutscenes, there was gameplay. But because it was YouTube gamers gameplay, they had to put their user yeah name like somewhere so, on the video. It's pretty funny. So uh, one of them was uh, No Scope Three Sixty Days. Well, what do you expect? <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on. Uh, the yeah. last story today. Is Vadier also not represented at their little uh, little shindig? Yep. So, aside from making gamers use its own Origin client to run and update games, EA is now making you verify that it's you. Wait. Yeah. Verify that if it. Wait. They're making you verify that it, you're yourself if you haven't played the game in over 120 days. If you try to access the game, you will receive an error message prompting go reactivate your access via email. Yeah, it's weird, but yet also kind of understandable. It's kind of harmless, too. Yeah. Basically, like, hey, what's your password? You haven't done this in a while. Well, no, it's not not that you haven't logged into Origin. Yeah. It's if you haven't played this specific specific game. Right. That makes sense. Like, I think it's pretty unobtrusive. Well, apparently there's a reason why they're doing it. The new verification is a direct result of hacking done through their FIFA game last year in a way to... uh, Make sure EA keeps supporting certain games. Right. It's also a way to cure cure any phishing that may be going on as well, as they're using a dedicated email address to for this. So that way, if you get an, an email address that just straight up says, 
from EA.com. Yeah. That's not them. It's a specific uh, ending URL that they're using. Right. That's probably good. So, yeah. I mean, it's just them covering their butts about a couple things is what it sounds like. Yeah. it's a, This is a marketing and legal uh, maneuver for EA, yeah. which they needed to do. <laughs> right now is not a great time to be EA. No. No. It's definitely not after last year. You're right, right after the end of the last year with loot boxes and now yeah, this everything, and man. tagging, yeah. Uh, EA is trying to earn some public favor, <laughs> but uh, we'll see how that turns we'll see, out. Yeah, we'll see if uh, put out a good game first that we want. <laughs> right. That that's not a sports game. Man, I hope Anthem's good. Uh, oh, oh, speaking of Anthem, uh, I was reading today. This was almost going to be one of our news stories, but apparently they let the writer go. Oh no! Yes, the head writer who also did uh, Mass Effect. Yeah, and uh, the other one they did. Um, I don't know. Mass Mass Effect is something else, but yeah. So he's he's done. He's done over there at Bioware working at them. Man, uh, which means that either the script is done. Or he's done, and they're going to curtail the end of Anthem <laughs> to whatever EA wants, which is what happened with Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, which might happen. Yeah. All right, uh, so that'll do it for uh, that main story, but we have one last thing we need to talk about. We need to address uh, the the, uh, the very small elephant in the room. You, you want to show him? Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we can use visual aid okay, here. Okay, we can use visual aid here. Uh, Media Bow Podcast now owns a Nintendo Switch. Uh, so this is more of a programming update than anything else. We will now be covering Switch games. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, Our first game? We, we've been playing a lot of Mario Odyssey. We don't really need to dwell on it because it's kind of an old game now. Uh, we will be focusing it, mostly on <laughs> games released in the year of 2018. Yeah. Uh, the first big one is going to be the upcoming Kirby, Kirby Star Allies. Allies, which I will, prob- uh, will try to uh, uh, get a copy of that uh, going in here um, yep. if I return that. To tomorrow, I should probably if you have a good chance to get one over the weekend. If you don't, I will. If you further not forget, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll hopefully be covering some Kirby. Uh, but yeah, we're having a lot of fun uh, with the Switch so far with Mario Odyssey, uh, making everybody happy over here. A lot of oohs and ahs. I've yet to on. actually play it, but oh I've man, you got to play that guys. thing tonight. <laughs> you should sit down and do that. Tonight I'll, I'll play it tomorrow. after you eat some. T- Pie. Yeah, we need some pie. We need some pie. <laughs> to play tomorrow. So yeah, uh, we'll have more about that next week. But for now, that will do it for the Media Boat Podcast. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday, as we always are, at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, live here on YouTube. If you want to find us on YouTube to watch us live, just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our page. Click that bell to get notifications when we go live to know right away. You can also catch our audio version of the podcast on any podcast subscription feed you feed you follow including apple podcasts and all sorts of others you can find us on social media too we're at media boat cast on twitter we're on facebook just search media boat podcast and you'll find our page there like it comment on it you can find writing that we've done about things we've seen special features about box office numbers and new releases on MediaVotePodcast.com. So check that out for all our written works. You can also find us on Patreon.com where you can help us with donating as little as a dollar a month, which helps you get special content that we haven't even made yet because we have no patrons. It's kind of like a weird cycle like that. 
And uh, you can make us uh, make our content even better with the help of financial support. Um, lastly, if we've uh, uh, stream any video games anytime soon, even though we've been really skipping on that lately, uh, that Sorry, will be on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. So check that out as well. So that'll do it. Uh, we'll be back. Oh, we haven't plugged this yet. We are deep in our own March Madness. Yes. Pixar Madness, which is our ranking of all 19 of the Pixar films. Yes. We are currently halfway there. No, we're over halfway there. Well, we have Yes, tomorrow episode three. Tomorrow will be episode three of the show. We are going through each Pixar movie chronologically to determine its right to stand amongst the rest of them in order of quality. In the very, very last edition, which will be next week, we will then find a... Final list of 19 will determine what the best Pixar film and that's, really is. And that's when we get really heated because we have some darlings hard. that we're going to fight for, especially when we get yeah. to like top seven. So you can find the existing two episodes we're already recorded up on our pod, regular podcast feed right now. That would be the audio feed. And the third episode will be going up tomorrow, Thursday. So the day you hear this podcast, probably. So yeah, check that out. Um, in the meantime, we'll be back next week. So peace out, bros. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Or you can catch us uh, doing the Pixar Menace right now. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.